When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. And I woke up in a, I don't know, philosophical mode today, which, as you know, is often dangerous as it means I'll either write about something insanely esoteric, like, you know, how the health of your cryptocurrency can affect your wife's clothes buying decisions, or maybe something really direct, like how to get super glue off your fingers, or downright divisive, why... Every aquarium that I see in a contest sucks or whatever. I mean, no one else in the aquatics industry or world writes about the kind of nonsense I do. I get it, but sometimes I just feel philosophical. Unfortunately, I did get a decent night's sleep and I'm sitting on my little yoga mat already, ready to sort of proffer my two cents worth of your life as a fish geek. So cue that new age sitar music and here we go. Today, Grasshopper, we're going to talk about how your aquarium experience can teach you about life. I know that sounds insane, actually, but when you think about it, an aquarium can teach you a lot about life. Those little pearls of wisdom that we acquire as we play with our tanks can actually have real impact on the rest of our lives. Let's look at some of the lessons. I actually wrote down a few of these, and we could talk about them. And if you don't agree, of course, you can get up and tell me I'm crazy. But meantime, you're listening. I'm talking. So lesson number one should stay focused. And that's practical, right? When you're building or managing your aquarium, you'll come to the realization that it's pretty hard to balance what you need to be doing with what you have the time, energy, and the resources to actually do. Sure, you should be changing water every week, but you have that little distraction called life that may get in the way. And that's okay. Your family and your relationships are more important than your fish. Yeah, I just said it. Don't lose focus on what's really important. Focus on quality, not quantity, in your aquarium management. Better to do a few things really well than many things poorly. Seriously, prioritize what you know needs attention more at certain times. Filtration, algae scraping, plant trimming. Things are going to ebb and flow. You can't, you know, you can tackle every one of your fish keeping dreams and ambitions, uh, but you just don't need to tackle them all at the same time. Life's long. Enjoy. So. Lesson number two would be to practice patience. Boy, we talk about this all the time. It practically should be job one to say this, but I know that in my personal life, I'd hardly be given the moniker of patient. <laughs> but in my fish keeping work, it's like, it's my mantra. It can take me months to go from having a tank in my home to having a tank in my home with plumbing and months more to have a tank in my home with plumbing and water and so on. Sure, everybody... You know, I'm like everybody else. I want a lush, colorful aquarium, you know, as soon as practically possible. However, I found out the hard way over the years that the old cliche about not rushing through things, you know, holds true. An aquarium's a biological system, an entity, and it follows eons old patterns of function and process. You just can't rush it. I mean, sure, you can seed your aquarium with biological material, you know, pop in some bacteria, stuff like that. You can grow your fishes faster with frequent water changes. You can feed them harder, better foods. You can you know, add trace elements in your reef tank or your planted tank. But you can only go so fast. 
So why not follow those good practices, but expect and enjoy a slower, more measured pace of growth in your aquarium or development in your aquarium? We talk about this a lot, don't we? Patience about under, is about understanding what steps it's going to take to get where you want to be and measuring and evaluating your progress along the way. But it's also about enjoying each and every step of the process without getting too caught up in getting there. How about just looking at what you have and enjoying that? Now, editing is a beautiful thing, although... By the way, I write, you probably never know it, huh? But eventually you'll get there. You could always change plans. And you'll probably find the journey every bit as enjoyable as whatever the perceived destination is. Trust me on that. Lesson number three, I would say, is to be an authentic aquarist. Okay, that's kind of a cliche word and people use it all the time. But what am I getting at here? Well, what I'm getting at is that you should love being who you are as a fish geek. I know it sounds like cycle babble and it's the kind of shit that you hear on Instagram about I'm authentic, dude. Yeah. And you know, whatever. But no, it's true. Your greatest aquarium keeping successes will come when you practice being the type of hobbies that you are not what Scott Fellman is, not what, you know, Johnny Ciotti is, not what George Farmer or Ty Streitman or our friends and, and, and extended family here at Tannen are. Be you. Your greatest aquarium keeping will be because of what you do. Just because everybody else is infatuated with, I don't know, Imbuna and you love anableps doesn't mean that you're not a cool guy or a girl or whatever. There's so many angles in this hobby that it's not even funny. Love what you specialize in and share what you know with fellow fish geeks. That's super gratifying. If you have no interest or worse yet, no clue about, I don't know, annual killifish breeding, for example, then don't get on the forums and start preaching the merits of wet incubation to you know fellow hobbyists. What I call regurgitation. We've talked about that many times, right? Regurgitation, the act of ranting authoritatively about stuff you may have heard about but not really practiced is really not helpful to the rest of the fish keeping world. Be proud of your aquarium, your experience, even if you think it's limited, and the type of aquarist that you are. Share selflessly and play to your strengths. Push yourself, evolve, adapt, flow. But above all, be yourself. It's so important, especially in this Instagram-fueled, show-your-best-side world. Show who you really are. Even if you think it's not great, there's always something to be learned from that. So lesson number four, sort of a kind of a count-on-your-peeps sort of thing. In other words, it's crucial to have other hobbyists to turn to when things get tough. Even if it's just somebody you've never met but you chat with on you know, Facebook or whatever. Sure, you can be a free-thinking Aquarist, and I encourage you to do that. But don't go it alone all the time. You're not an island. A bombing, maybe, but not an island. No, seriously. Um, reach out on those forums. Consult other hobbyists. Not only will you learn more and have a good time with your hobby, you just might end up making some really great friends. Build relationships, seek out friends, seek out experts, and even cheerleaders when you need them. It's a smarter, more effective way to succeed in the hobby, and I must admit, it's kind of fun. Now, look, you have to take everybody's advice, even mine, perhaps especially mine, but anybody's with a grain of salt. I've been told by douchebags, and yes, that's what they are, that because I own a company, I can't give objective advice or things on how to do things. And I tell those people, particularly the one guy who knows who he is, you're an idiot because you can give objective advice just because you sell something or just because you have an idea doesn't mean you can't be objective. Human beings can grow and mature, and we all should. I won't ever grow up because I don't want to let go of being a jerk when people are jerks to me, but, you know, that's my own little issue. <laughs> but anyway, seriously... I think you have to understand that you have something to offer and you should also offer that to other people and expect that your friends will give you some good advice too. Sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're right, but that's the beauty of the hobby. There's a lot to learn. 
you know, join that local aquarium club or even start one if there isn't one in your area. Hang out at the local fish store. It's the literal watering hole for your hobby experience. Not only will you be supporting a good cause, your local brick and mortar store, and making valuable, you'll be making valuable, you know, fish keeping connections. That'll provide a lot of pleasure, a lot of fun. Of course, you can join one of the many friendly hobby conversations all over social media and connect with fellow fish geeks all over the planet, which is like really amazing. Cultivating friendships is a great little investment in your aquarium and your life, and it'll pay huge dividends down the line. And yeah, sometimes we get riled up. Like, you know, I just, I just got riled up. I get riled up about certain things. We all do. But that's the beauty of having friends. You can talk about those things and learn and share. It's a lot of fun. Lesson number five, learn to stop. <laughs> You're like, what, what does that mean? Apparently, I'm not alone. Many hobbyists have just learned, you know, never learned how to say no gracefully. And this is evidenced by the mini 55-gallon aquariums containing every conceivable type of fish and plant known to the hobby in somebody's basement. This is a real problem as it can lead to an overcrowded, biologically mismatched aquatic population at best and total disaster at the worst. For that matter, more than one domestic relationship has been impacted by what one of my reef-keeping buddies calls the spouse factor. The solution is to exercise restraint. Just say no sometimes because you live with other people. Or if you don't, you want to live in a house, not an aquarium. Maybe you do. Maybe you're weird that way. But, you know, you got to think about this. It works with developing an aquarium in your home and it works with stocking the aquarium too. You can always get another aquarium at some point. That whole multiple tank syndrome experience thing. If you want to try keeping widely divergent animals together without bloodshed, you just can't. You just don't want to go down that path, adding every conceivable animal to your aquarium. If you're so busy saying yes to all the wrong animals, when are you going to have the space for the right ones when they come along, right? Yeah. Lesson number six is what I call face your fears. I mean, good God, get out of your comfort zone once in a while. Now, I'm not saying to try to set up that 400-gallon aquarium just to prove that you're badass. <laughs> what I am saying is that you should try something different from the tried and true sometimes. Keep that slightly less than super hardy guarmy if you have a hunch that you can do it. Great things really happen when you push through fear. Put your experience, your intuition, and your observational powers to the test. You might be the first person to breed that weird knife fish that you have a secret fetish about. You might be the one person that figured out how to keep that uber-delicate catfish alive and thriving. Maybe you're the one that figured out how to cultivate you know, that food that is needed for that rare coral. I'm not advising you to gamble with the life of a helpless animal in order to vanquish your fears. What I'm suggesting is that you should play the occasional hunch and push yourself a bit. If it weren't for the pioneering brave people like you, we'd probably be now, just now, realizing a viable market for, I don't know, rare commercially propagated fishes and corals. If somebody didn't take a chance trying to breed marine fish, we might be stuck with clownfish as their only captive bred marine fish options. When you feel you're capable, take a chance. The benefits to you and to the hobby and to the fish and to the natural habitats they come from might be incalculable. Lesson number seven, just lighten up. <laughs> it's funny, me who gets all riled up in the morning telling you to lighten up. But you heard me. Really, have some fun. This hobby is not supposed to be a peer pressure ridden pressure cooker with the impossible to meet challenges and goals. You aren't required to have perfect aquascapes that some self-appointed demigods would approve of. You don't need to be doing all the same things that the guy in Holland with the 29,000 liter aquarium is doing. You don't and you probably can't, so why sweat it? Jump on the bandwagon just because all the 
kids are doing it isn't really that cool anyway. Trust me, enjoy your aquarium no matter what size, what type of animals you keep, and how it looks. Laugh at the fact that you get all worked out about the little snails on your Anubias or that you keep stinky frozen foods in your freezer right next to the ice cream. (laughs) Take pride in the fact that you're one of a select group of people that are keeping some of nature's most amazing creatures alive outside of their natural habitat. Not only alive, but thriving. It's like craziness, right? When you screw up, and you will, accept the consequences with grace and with humor. Laugh about it. Share the mistakes and the foibles with fellow fish geeks. You're probably not the only one who's nuked your aquarium with pH buffer or placed a colony of java moss, you know, two inches from your prized Madagascar lace plant and choked it out or the only person who's ever used the wrong side tubing and flooded your carpet. (laughs) So just smile. That which doesn't kill our enthusiasm for the hobby makes us a better aquarius. Now, perhaps a little less financially solvent, but better for the journey, really. My hope here is that you realize an aquarium is not just a pleasant diversion, a a fun hobby. It can be a lifelong passion, a teaching tool for the entire family. And perhaps most underrated of all, an aquarium can serve as a beautiful classroom for some of the large mysteries of life. It sounds almost bizarre, but I believe it to be true when I say that everything I needed to know about life, I've learned from my aquarium. Okay, almost everything. I haven't exactly figured out what makes some people tick or how to do those weird Sudoku puzzles or how to use SEO techniques or how to flip pizza dough or, well, anyway, (laughs) you get the idea. Stay excited, stay engaged, stay focused, and lighten up and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from 10 and Aquatics. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.